So now we're back to, okay, remember like yesterday, we took a foray, or not yesterday, whatever day it was. We took a foray back to a story I forgot to tell you about Balaam and Balak and donkey. It is awesome. The donkey talks. Jesus stands in the middle of the, of the road with a sword. It is Jesus. It's the angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord is Jesus. And then there are some like awesome prophecies. And for some reason, Balak is dumb and tre- keeps trying, even though Balaam is like, bro, I'm, I'm looking to say what God says. And then God keeps blessing Israel. Anyway, so we're now we're back to remember Joshua and the children of Israel have come into the land of Canaan and they conquered Jericho and then Ai. And God has told them to kill everyone. Everyone in the land of Canaan. He wants them all gone. There are two reasons he wants them all gone. Number one, they are all wicked. And he has been trying to get them to repent and believe in him for a very long time. And they will not do it. They do evil things to people. They cause problems for people. It'd be the same as if, like, imagine if there was somebody in town who was a murderer and the police said, we got to arrest that guy and we got to kill him because he keeps murdering people. I mean, not kill him. The police would arrest him and then the judge would, you know, either put him in jail or sentence him to death. Well, God is the judge of everything. And he decided this has gone on too long. These people are doing all these wicked things. They need to be gone. The second reason is that he had promised, not the children of Israel, the Canaanites. The Canaanites were the people that lived in the land of Israel before the Israelites. So when God promised the land to Abraham, he told him, I'm going to give your descendants this land, but not yet. The time of the Canaanites isn't yet over, meaning God was being patient with the Canaanites, giving them time to repent. Now the time of the Canaanites is over. So God wants to use the Israelites to drive out the Canaanites from the land of Israel. There weren't. If there were any, they could repent and come and join the people of Israel like Rahab did. Remember Rahab? Rahab did repent and believe in the true God. And then she got to join the people of Israel. So still, God wants people to repent and be saved. And anyone who did, would. Yeah, it could. All right. Well, there was this one group of people from the land of Canaan called the Gibeonites. They were Canaanites. But they heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and to Ai, and they decided to do something tricky. They took worn-out sacks for their donkeys and wineskins, worn out and torn and mended, with worn-out patch sandals on their feet and worn-out clothes, and all their provisions were dry and crumbly. How would they do that? Why would they wear, like, how would they wear old clothes and bring dry and crumbly food and put old sacks on their donkeys and make dusty things and everything like that. Why would they do that? I do not know. Mm, let's wait and see. So they go to Joshua, and they come to him, and they say, we've come from a distant country. So make a covenant with us and make a deal with us. But the men of Israel said to the Hivites, maybe you live among us. Then how can we make a covenant with you? Because God had told them to drive out all the Canaanites. So they said, we're your servants. And Joshua said, who are you and where do you come from? They said, oh, from a really faraway place. 
because we've come because of the name of the Lord your God. Because we heard everything that he did to the Egyptians and the Amorites and to the king of Bashan and all those people. And they sent us to bring you, to take provisions and come on this long journey to come to you and come to promise to be your servants for you to make a covenant with us and you won't hurt us. And they say, look, this is our bread. It's all dry and crumbly. That's how you know we came from a long ways away. Look, these are our wineskins. They've, they've burst. Look, these are our garments and our sandals. They're all worn out. So you can tell we've come from a far way. That's why they took all those things. They weren't from a long ways away. But Joshua agreed and he made peace with them made a covenant with them to let them live, and they made a, made a promise. Well, at the end of three days, they heard that actually they lived close to them. And they came to the cities, and their cities were Gibeon, Chepharah, Beeroth, and Kiriath-Jerim. But the people of Israel did not attack them, because they had sworn by the Lord, by Yahweh, so they were all kind of mad because they're like, God told us to drive out all these people and then these people tricked us. They said, we've sworn by the Lord not to touch them, so we're not going to do it. So we're going to let them live, but they're going to be our servants. They're going to be cutters of wood and drawers of water for us. So he said to them, Joshua summoned them and he said to them, you deceived us when you said you were from a long ways away. So you are cursed now. And some of you will never be anything but servants. They said to him, well, we did that because it was told to us that the Lord your God had commanded his servant Moses to give you all this land and to destroy all the inhabitants. So we were afraid. And now we're in your hand. Do whatever seems good to you. So he made them servants and did not kill them. And they joined the congregation of, the, of Israel as servants. Now, so they were being deceitful, right? But, I mean, they didn't die. <laughs> and they got to be servants of the Israelites. And some of them are going to end up being believers because of that. So all in all, I mean, it kind of worked out. I mean, like, some, so some people would say no and some people would say yes. So, like, was it good that they were lie, lying? No. No. Was it good that... Was it good that Joshua didn't check with God first? No. 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 But... Did God use it all to make some good things happen? Yeah. Yeah. That's what God does. Yeah, so some people say yes and some people. Even when people do, well, people do things that are bad, but then God's like, guess what? I can work with that. And then he uses it to make something good happen. You know what the best example of that is? What's the worst thing that anyone ever did? Sims. What's the worst sin that anyone ever did? Hit and punch. Well, not everybody. What's the worst thing that ever happened? Hint. It's also the best thing that ever happened. When Jesus died on the cross. And it's just said, and when Jesus died on the cross. The people who killed Jesus, they killed the Son of God. That is the worst thing. But it was God's will that Jesus should die for the sins of the world, to save the world. So it was also the best thing that ever happened, right? God planned it and God used. That doesn't mean that the people who did it weren't sinning. Of course they were. What? 
three what? Depending on what. Best thing that ever happened. What three? You can't say die without the resurrection. Um, well, yeah, because he rose from the dead, yeah. Um, was Jesus born? Because. Oh, well, it's all connected, right? Yeah, his birth, his death, his, his whole life. He died and trust and then. Yeah. This one happens, but when it gets. Right. Yep. All right, so then there was a king, and he was the king of Jerusalem. But this is a long time before Jerusalem was owned by the Israelites. Jerusalem doesn't get taken by the Israelites until the time of King David. King David basically goes, hey, I want to take that city. So he does. And then he makes it the capital. So they had heard what Joshua had done to Ai, and they joined together with some other kings to go and fight against Joshua. They said, let's make an alliance. We're going to go and attack the Gibeonites. For they've made peace with Joshua. So remember, the Gibeonites are the ones that were like, tricked Joshua into making a covenant. So they do this. There are five kings of the Amorites. The king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. And they gather their armies and they go to fight against Gibeon. And the men of Gibeon come to Joshua and they're like, they're going to come and attack us, right? Come and help us. You made this promise with us. Come to us quickly and save us. So Joshua went. He and all the people of war and all the mighty men of valor. Do you know what valor is? It means courage. A mighty man of valor means a great... <laughs> it means a great warrior. So Yahweh told Joshua, Don't be afraid of them, for I have given them into your hands. Not a man of them will be able to stand before you. So Joshua and his army came upon them suddenly, having marched all night from Gilgal, and they took them by surprise. And the Lord threw their enemies into a panic. So they were all terrified and they're running away. Run away, run away. And they struck them down with a great blow and chased them. Probably turns into a route. Yeah, oh, they did. So when it turns into a route, the other people are running away and God wants them to defeat them completely. So they're running away and Yahweh, the Lord, threw down large stones from heaven on them to help destroy them. And there were more who died because of the hailstones than the people who were killed with the swords of Joshua's soldiers. At that time, Joshua spoke to the Lord because they were winning this battle. And he said this right in front of everybody. He said, sun, as in like the sun in the sky, stand still at Gibeon and moon in the valley of Aijalon. And they did. The sun stood still and the moon stopped until they completely defeated all their enemies. There has been no day like it before or since when the Lord heeded the voice of a man and made the sun stand still, for the Lord fought for Israel. So they returned and they captured those five kings and they executed them. Joshua said, open the mouth of the cave and bring those kings. So they brought the kings, the ones that I mentioned before who came and fought against them, and they said, put your, put your feet on the necks of these kings. And they did it. And Joshua said, do not be afraid or dismayed. Be strong and courageous. For the lust the Lord will do to all your enemies against whom you fight. And Joshua struck them down and put them to death. And when the sun went down, they took them down and buried them in the cave and put large stones against it. And Joshua captured Makada, which has been a town near there, and and defeated it, 
and just like he did to the kings of to the king of Jericho. So then they kept conquering all these different places. All I'm not gonna read all the names. There's lots of names of all kinds of different places and all kinds of different cities and people that used to be part of the Canaanites in the southern part of the land of Canaan. And they conquered them and drove them out, as the Lord said. And then they're going to go and conquer other parts of the northern part. And they're going to slowly conquer all the people of the land of Canaan. Well, almost all of them. This brings me to one other point. There's another reason that God wanted to drive out all the Canaanites besides that they were wicked. He wanted to give this land to Israel. And he didn't want any of the Canaanites left. He told them. He told the Israelites... If you leave some of the Canaanites, they're going to become a thorn in your side. Imagine if you had a thorn in your side all the time. It would make it hard to do anything, right? I've got a thorn right here at school. Remember, you, imagine if you had a big thorn in your side all the time. You couldn't take it out. It would be a real problem, wouldn't it? It would stop you from doing things. You could do things, but it would hurt. Um, maybe it would be a little bit like mom having stomach pains all the time from a baby. <laughs> Except that's just from a baby. Curse the baby. Don't curse the baby. <laughs> the baby will be born and then, then mom's stomach pains from go away. At least the ones from the baby. Mm. Well, what God meant was that the people of the Canaanites, with their wickedness and their unbelief, could be a problem for Israel because they could be a temptation to lead them into wickedness and unbelief. And that's why the other reason he wanted to drive them out. He says something similar to you. He doesn't want you to. He doesn't want you to go and like kill people who are, who are bad influences. He doesn't want you to do that, or hurt them, or be mean to them. But he does say that it's important to be careful about who you choose as friends, and especially one day when you choose somebody to be a husband. That you want to pick somebody who believes in the true God. For the baby, oh boy. Or for the baby baby boy. Yeah, when he's old enough, a wife. He doesn't understand what I'm saying right now, though, so I addressed it to you, too. Yeah. Because the, in the book of Proverbs, it says, evil company corrupts good habits. And what that means is you've been learning about Jesus, but if you spend all your time with people who don't believe in Jesus, or if you spend a lot of time, or if you marry somebody who doesn't believe in Jesus, it can be a temptation to turn you away from believing in Jesus. Or even if it doesn't turn you away from believing in Jesus, what if you marry somebody who doesn't believe in Jesus and then you have kids and then your kids don't believe in Jesus because their dad doesn't believe in Jesus and doesn't teach them about Jesus? But I could marry him. Baby brother? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, you can't marry your brother. Just like you can't marry your cousins. But you know lots of you know lots of boys who believe in Jesus. Or like who's from our like people there are people from our church. You have friends from our church who know Jesus? Like Henry? Only yeah. Henry. Only Henry? He's not the only boy. You played with uh, Pastor Sauer's son Rob uh, Pastor Sauer's is Rob. His son Jacob. He's a boy who believes in Jesus. He's in our church. Also, in our church, there's also Jacob. I mean, I already said Jacob. There's also Ben. You know Ben. Clay. All right. Yeah. All right.